This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. All right, Dynasty Podcast, we are live. Is that like a tiny little phone? No, that's my terrible key. That's my terrible car alarm key. Oh, okay. Please don't judge me. No, I'm not judging, man. I thought you had like a tiny phone like out of Zoolander. Like that was amazing. I've never seen Zoolander. Oh, Zoolander's really good. Um, <laughs> welcome to Dynasty Podcast, the podcast where we talk about Zoolander with Chicago's premier artist and industry. Um, <laughs> uh, Haima Black here, and our first guest of the night, uh, returning guest we had, I did an interview with you a few years ago, actually a couple blocks down the street, at Talia Hall, I'm here tonight with DJ Oreo. How are you doing, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you again for coming up here. Um, when we last spoke, it was, man, like 2015, 2016. 2015 in a basement on a very comfortable couch in Talia Hall. Oh, man, that's an amazing memory. Yeah, yeah. It was because uh, there was the Oreo Fest that night I was so at stressed. Talia Hall. I was so stressed. You seem a lot more relaxed tonight today. I ain't got a show to do right now. I'm right, right. It's always more... more stressful on on day of show. Oh my god, it's horrible. It's, it's the GVs, man. It's the heavy GVs. Doing a show is kind of like putting together your birthday party. It's like it's it's gonna be fun for everybody except you. It's trying to surprise yourself and forget forget <laughs> that it's a surprise. <laughs> Absolutely. So you know, I've I've of course seen you doing big stuff over the last couple of years, but but how have you been, man? Like how's how's life for you in 2018 right now? Still stressful. Yeah, unfortunately, it's still stressful, but it can't. I can't really ask for it to be uh, to to be anything less. Only more. Um, if it's not stressful, you're not doing it right. No, absolutely. I mean, there's something to be said for for keeping busy and challenging yourself. Yeah, yeah consistently t- challenging myself, doing new things. Um, I never really know what's next. It kind of just pops up, and I'm like, oh. We should do that. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Let's start with that process. Um, you know, when you're coming up with a concept or when you're taking on a project, is it mostly people coming to you or is it you just waking up one day and being like, you know what we're doing? We're doing this. Oh, man. Um, I have to see something. It's literally a spark that mm-hmm. just lights a flame and I'm just obsessed with it until I get it done. Like, man, it's, it's actually horrible. Because <laughs> I want to, I see something and I focus on it and I obsess with it till I get it done. Yeah. What was the last project where you were like all consumed with like, this is the thing we're doing? I went on tour with Chance. Yeah. That, that was really, it. it was, that was probably the last time I had like a project. Which tour was that? Uh, the Be Encouraged tour. Mm-hmm. Um, last I want to say a solid year from now. Yeah. A solid year. Um, yeah, we started in April last year. And that wasn't your first time on tour, right? No, that wasn't my first. My first tour whew, was the Kids These Days last tour Wow. ever. Wow. Yeah, I was there. And that's your first time out on the that road. Was, I, was, I was DJing for Chance at the time. That was my last time going. I mean, that was my first time going on the road. Yeah. That is when me, Pat the manager, Austin Vesley, and Chance on the back of like his mother's Lexus and did like eight states. Yeah. Michigan, Kansas, maybe Kentucky. Well, eight shows. Michigan, Kansas, Kentucky, 
Um, we ended off in like uh, Champagne, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the other cities. It was literally Kids These Days and Chance, and we went and did like these shows and got to it. That's wild. Was it all the members of Kids, like all what, eight or nine members? No, Macy, Liam, Greg, Vic. Macy, Macy, Liam, Greg, Vic. Kind of the core. And it's it's like the. I want to say the real kids these days. I don't really know the full history behind kids these days. I came yeah. in, I came in like on the tail end of that. Yeah. Was there a sense on that tour where you were like, oh my gosh, this is sparking a moment in Chicago that we're going to be feeling for years, like this collective of people? No. No? I did not. I was just happy to be here. <laughs> you were just like, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, like we were, we were, we were, um, we were just doing what we were supposed to be doing, what we wanted right. to do. So like we, of course... Depending on how big it is in the moment, you don't really know how how monumental it's going to be unless it's monumental in the beginning. Sure, 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 absolutely. Um, and so, and you also did a tour with Yachty, right? Oh yeah. What was that one like? That one, the first one, my first tour with him was his first headlining tour. Wow. So we just went out and got it done. We had yeah. to develop a chemistry. It took a good bit of time, but once we got it. Unspoken language. How many uh, dates was that? A full forty. That's that's a big one. That's like a full tour. Most yeah. tours last eight weeks. Yeah. Eight weeks. Like most full tours last eight weeks, unless you're just doing like a couple spot dates, or you could do like they call them runs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like you right, do like right. a small run, or like uh, Vic is sure. Vic, Vic is about to do his next run. It's like the some festivals and some one offs. Um, and you add them close together and you call it a tour. Right, right, of course, and. When you're out on a long run like that, you know, what's, what's the best thing about it? And then what are you like, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait to get home and have clean socks or whatever that thing is? Well, it depends on how long you've been touring. Yeah, for like a long tour. No, no, no. I'm saying like oh, depending yeah. on how many tours you've been on, sure. you figure it out. Right. Once, uh, like for me, touring with Yachty, Eight, I remember like, oh man, I remember his first tour. He didn't really know how to like, he took, he literally took all of his friends. <laughs> I can't make this up. He took all of his friends. He has a group of friends called the Sailing Team. Mm-hmm. He had his manager, his tour manager, his sound guy, me, his DJ, his security guard. I think I just named Five Four or five seven. people, yeah. Yeah, I just named like seven people. There were 12 bunks on a bus. Yeah. There were 20 plus people on that bus. Holy shit. I, that had to smell horrible. Only in the back. <laughs> Only in the back. <laughs> Only in the back is where it smelled. It, it was just it was just a bad place in the back. I didn't sleep in the back. I had a bunk. Yeah. But I, I never forget it. Like, it, But it was definitely one of the most fun tours that I've ever been on. We had like water fights on stage. That's amazing. No, it's not. No? <laughs> not, not when you have a computer. It's fun. It's That's fu- true. It's, it's true. fun to watch. Right. It was kind of like, he walked over to me, he was like, I was like, I got my computer, bro. He was like, you lucky. <laughs> <laughs> lucky. I was like, ha at work. <laughs> Dodged a water bullet. Yeah. Um, man, like, we, we, man, we've done so much. I did so much with Yachty, man. I yeah. Mean, crazy thing, I talk to Yachty like once a week. That's amazing. That's like really my little brother. I love him to death. He's such he's such a sweet person. Well, when you're on that tour scenario, it's like you're in close quarters. Like, yeah, you ideally you're gonna make close friends. Either you're gonna love him or hate him. Yeah, exactly. And it's so it's so thin. Yeah, so thin. 
Something I hear from a lot of my friends who tour, because I, I want to take this podcast on tour, but we haven't gotten to that point just yet. But, you know, a lot of my friends are musicians who have been on this podcast and stuff, and, and what they'll tell me is to be like, oh, you know, we're going to be in Salt Lake City, we're going to be in Miami, we're going to be in Las Vegas, we're going to be in all these different places. And I'm like, oh, cool, you get to see all these cities. And they're like, dude, you, like, wake up, you go to soundcheck, and then you roll out the next that night. Like, you don't have any time to see anything. Was no, that the case? It's, tr- it's true. I've yeah. been all around the world, haven't seen a city. I haven't seen a single thing. It's a lot of Cracker Barrels and, like, um, like gas stations. No, it depends. It, honestly, it depends on who you tour with mm-hmm. um, and what their personal preferences are. Yeah. Okay, so touring is basically... And uh, it, of course, it's a show. Right. But tour is set up for one person to do a specific show and feel as comfortable as possible. Now, what that person com- what that person's comfort level is varies. Uh, if you have Yachty, who at the point in time had one bus, mm-hmm. you have one green room, a bunch of food, a bunch of friends, and that's it. If you have Chance, who has 10 buses wow. and 17 trailers, which is like the, the tra- you have arenas, you have multiple right. green rooms, you have catering, and life is great because everything is there. Right. If you have no money and you're touring in an enterprise rental car for eight months with <laughs> four people, yeah, it can be a bit degrading. Yeah, I'm mentally. Sure. Yeah. Um it hurts. It hurts. Oh man, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but you've gotten it's I think you have an interesting per- perspective because you've gotten to be on both you've kind of gotten to be on all sides of this. You've been on like the superstar tours, it sounds like you've done the DIY thing and then you also do your own events. So like was crazy. I did one D- DIY. No. Kind of one and a half. Okay. Vic, Vic had a driver when we were overseas. Pat did it himself, but it was literally we did the Kids These Days tour. Boom. Mac Miller tour. So just big jump right off the bat. Right off the bat. Had an RV. Man, that RV is legendary because we were on a six-week tour on an RV with no working air conditioning. Oh, my God. Best time I've had in my life. Really? Like, we were... Like, to the point, like, it, I remember, like, one day we were just all just in there. It was, like, 90 degrees on an RV. We were all literally in our underwear, just like. <laughs> <sighs> we couldn't open enough windows. Right. We just all just, like, spread out somewhere. It was, man, like, it was that hot. I bet you're never going to forget that feeling. No, but it was literally the funnest summer. that It's one of the funnest summers that I've ever had. Yeah. Like, but even then, you know, like, it's just... You, you don't stop working. Sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's an absolutely. experience. Like, you know, you say, you can say that I'm never going to go back. Some people never go back. Some people do go back. Now, for you, you know, being a DJ, how do you put yourself out there? How do people find you? Like, obviously, you've got the connection with Chance. Like, that I understand how they find you. But, like, for an artist who might not know you, like, how do you get in front of an artist that you don't know and demonstrate that you're the DJ they should bring out versus any other DJ in any other city? Man, um, honestly, just tweet me or say something to me on Instagram. <laughs> it's that simple. There is no big, long, 
team of 15 people, mm-hmm. three assistants, seven managers. Like, nah, it's, it's just me. You're an accessible person. I try not to be. I, I feel like you... I mean, I'm accessible. You're definitely, I've definitely booked less accessible people on this podcast. And I mean that as a compliment. I mean that as, like, you're a guy who's responsive and, you, like, it seems like you are involved in your day-to-day. No, because I hate being an asshole, bro. Like, you got to understand, sure. I've seen, like, horrible people. Some of these people are trash individuals. Mm-hmm. Like my booking agent. My booking agent, Kara Lewis. Kara loves me. Mm-hmm. Kara uh, and um, Casey. Casey also loves me because... I just show up on time and I do my damn job. Yo, it's it's amazing how much that means. Like, so I, I teach at Columbia College. I teach an entrepreneurship class, and I talk to a lot of students about you know. And, and there's students in there who who are doing film, right. fashion, music, right. all that stuff. And I will tell them like, look, yes, having talent is really important. That's great. Have your talent. Be great at what you do. But you know what? If you show up on time, if you're easy to work with, if you're somebody who pulls your own weight and you just do what you need to do. Like, it's amazing how much, and that sounds so obvious, but it's amazing how far that will go, just showing up and being there. No, like, you got, it's, it's a professionalism thing. Like, it's a weird job. Right. Still a job. But it's still a job, 100%. It's what the job in, entails or inclines. Sorry. I, I fucked that word up. Never mind. Um, but, yeah, like, it's, it's, that's just how it goes. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm late. Sometimes I'm late, but I always professional. The professionalism, it's just, it's so important. Just not blowing it off, not showing up totally wasted and hungover, just being like somebody who does the job, that's going to make it easy for people to want to work with you. No, I don't, I don't show up wasted. No, people and I'm not to, suggesting you do. I'm just saying, no. like, in general, that's the, the... No, there are people that would show up plastic. Oh, my God, just, just horrible. Yeah. Oh, man. I've seen some days. I've seen some days. <laughs> now, you know, on your end, because we're talking a lot about the tour, the work you're doing with other artists, which is great, but on your end, you know, when your team reached out to me, your people reached out to, like, hey... Oreo's got some cool stuff going on with Oreo Fest. He should tell you about it. He should come on the podcast. And I was like, hey, easy sell. What's going on with Oreo Fest? Because I literally don't know the answer. So, like, bring us into the developments with Oreo Fest, and, you know, and that's your festival. Oreo Fest is the best thing I can say is just under construction. It's okay. a lot to, it's a lot, like, it's, it's literally a lot to handle. Um, mm-hmm. It's a festival. It's mine. It's my baby. I care about it a lot. It's like Oreo Fest is like the shelter, the sheltered basketball star that nobody gets to see play. Okay. And it's uh, eh, it's a lot. It's just a lot. Um, to sum it up, yes, Oreo Fest is back. Mm-hmm. Where do we want to go? It's just a question of. It's just a question that needs to be answered. Who, mm-hmm. like the who, what, where, when, and why. Who? Don't know. When? Mm-hmm. Don't know. Why? Because okay. I want to do it. But it's in the works, so is it, you know, I'm going to, like, try to get some vague answers. Like, are we thinking that we'll see an Oreo Fest event this summer, this fall, this year? Summer, definitely. Okay. This is not like, oh, yeah, you know, we've been working on this album for a year and a half. Right. No, it's just doing my best to make it perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know that's something that even just like reading other articles and interviews with you, it's like it really drives home that. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're involved with really every single element of Oreo Fest. Oh yeah, that's that that's that's literally what takes so long is right. because 
And when I tell you, every, down to the janitor at the venue, right? We are, we are involved. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we are, we are seriously involved. Down to like, you would, you might as, I might as well be an artist. I care about every element. Sure. Every, well, the, you are an artist, man. Lights, I mean, like, no, and I mean like how like artists are critique their work down to the the canvas that they paint on the sure. the, the paint the to the brush the stroke. Mm-hmm. The size, like I'm looking at everything down to the point. I know what type of lights. I know what type of board. I know the board and light capabilities. Mm-hmm. Every piece of content behind me, I'm responsible for. Like I've been told that I remind someone of Beyonce. Have you always been that type of artist and creator where, like, you need to be involved in every element and make sure that everything you personally sign off on? Only with Oreo Fest. Only if with Oreo Fest. If it's someone else's show, I put in my two cents to like hiding it. But if this it's, has your name, this is all I got. Yeah. So I gotta give it. It. Had, I treat every. I treat everyone like it's the first and or the last because it could be. Sure. Of course. Now, when you're putting this together, like, do you have your go-to team, or is there going to be different individuals contributing every time? We have no idea. No idea. So who it's, it's going like, to be? It's kind of like, you say you want to do this? You sure? Are you sure? All right, fine. <laughs> well, and how many of these have you done now? How many Oreo Fests have you done? Okay. So what have you learned over the evolution? Because three is a good amount in terms of events. Like, Ooh. what have you learned while doing these, and how has the process changed for you? You can't do anything by yourself. You need a team for it. Yeah. I learned that first. You need a team for anything that you do, especially on that scale. You have to give it all you got. Like, you physically have to give it all you got because if you don't, you won't, um, you won't be happy with what comes out. Yeah. If you're not giving it up 110%, just don't waste your time. When you've done these in the past, have there been instances where you think, oh, man, I wish I had changed that. I wish I knew this going in. I wish that I had had the foresight to plan for this thing. Are you self-critical, or have you been really happy with how they've turned out? I only hated my set on, I think, the third one. I just didn't like it. Everybody else had a great time. Yeah. That's what's funny. Like Everyone else can see everything. And I, I myself, I have, a, I pay attention to it, everything involved. Well, and if you're always going to be the most, a lot of artists are their harshest critic. You're going to be the one who hears that one thing that you feel didn't go right, but nobody else in the room is going to know. Like, all right, peep gang, it's a lot easier to be a rapper in this because rappers... People pay to hear people perform. Mm-hmm. They meet like their their music. Right. People just pay to see me entertain them. Right. So, and it, like they're not coming for one. Like I'm the common denominator, whether it's another artist or not. But do you know what it's like to like when I went on tour with Chance? Nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew who I was. It was me against twenty thousand people. Wow. A night. And you yeah. got to win over each crowd. Yeah. I, think, I don't think they like me in Minnesota. Feminist Twitter was pissed at me in Minnesota. <laughs> they were pissed. What happened? I didn't play enough Beyonce. Oh, 
There you go. Now, actually, it wasn't even enough. Beyond, I didn't play enough women for feminist Twitter. Okay. Feminist Twitter is strong in Minnesota. It's Minnesota. It was Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Feminist Twitter is so strong in Minnesota. They were upset. It's a good yeah. takeaway for next time you're in there. Yeah, they really, they were they were really heckling me down that night. Is it weird being an artist in the social media age where like? You can see a response, and I mean, like in theory, if you wanted to while you're DJing, you could have like a tablet with Twitter open and have your mentions like refresh. And like, is it weird to be able to see the real time response to what people are saying about your set? Unfortunately, I'm not that rich to have something on the side of me. Sure, sure. With, with the Twitter feed, but I just use my phone. Yeah. Like I literally put my Twitter and my Instagram up. What you want to hear? Let's do it. Yeah. It's, so you, you definitely like want to build on that engagement, that feedback in real time. Yeah, um, but I, I had to learn fast. You can't please everyone. Oh, oh no, of, of course, 100% you can't. You can't please everyone. You can, win, you can win over a crowd. can never please everyone. There's no, no point where everyone is happy. I remember this one kid, oh, man, he was pissed. I can't remember when he, he asked me to play like just, just like this horrible song. I had to block him. <laughs> He was like, he was on me for like two days. That's wild. Don't think I forgot. I'm like, but are you still on this? I'm, I'm thousands of miles away from you. Like, why? Like, why pissed. is that something you're doing? He was pissed. Yeah. It was horrible. That's nuts. Uh, so there's unspecified Oreo Fest events on the horizon. Is it, is it reasonable to say, like, we'll have details in the coming weeks, the coming months, or is it just kind of like to be determined? To be determined. Okay. I can't even. I can't it's even front it. It's literally in the works. It's yeah. literally phone conversations every single goddamn day. Yeah. What do we want to do now? What do we want to do now? Well, this is what they said. Well, this is what they said. When do you know that you have it right? Because you know some artists. When the checks are sent. When the checks are sent and the contracts are signed. Yeah. That's when you know it's time. That's when it's you just got to get it done. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's just a long process. Especially like with Roland Loud doing what they're doing, and Ian Lala doing what they're doing. Like you just gotta, you gotta find your correct time and place and all of this. Well, that's a, and that's another good question. Like, does it, you know, something like Lollapalooza is that a boon or is that a kind of hindrance? Where like, okay, I already know the first week and a half of August is off limits. I'm not even gonna try to compete with that. Why can't I compete with it? Well, I'm not saying you can. I'm just saying like, you no, know, no, no. I'm not even saying like you offended me. It's like no, you don't compete. You piggyback. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You don't compete. Why would I go? They have probably a billion dollars invested. Yeah, they have so much money. And they, like it's a billion dollars. And no, you don't try to overtake. You just play your part. Right, you find a way to like connect to the energy around that. Yeah, you don't, don't, don't play yourself. Don't, yeah. don't compare where you don't compete. Just get in where you fit in. Yeah, and play build your, your own lane, man. And you've done a really good job with that. Now... Um, are you ever looking for collaborators? Are you ever looking for people to get involved with what you're doing or... You mean like interns? Interns or just people who are like, I don't even know, like maybe not even interns, but just in general, are you ever like, hey man, we're really looking for a web designer, we're really looking for a photographer, like, or do you really feel like you got your core I'm group? too nice to ask people for those types of things. Okay, all right. <laughs> I just, I mean, if they offer, yeah, but as far as like... Oreo Fest is looking for designers, right. creators, artists... I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. I'm just going to figure it out. Plus, I feel like you're somebody who just wants to do so much of it yourself. Like, it has to reflect you. I don't want to, but sometimes I have to. Sure. Like, 
I create, I physically create all of the like video content mm-hmm. up to or only one other, only other two people um, that have recreated stuff, videos for me. It's Cole Bennett mm-hmm. and a good friend of mine. I don't know if I can say her name, but she knows who she is. Okay. And Cole Bennett, man, I mean, that's, that's a great look to get because he's obviously, he's hustling really strong right now too. Cole is a record label. He is. He's really like, it's become something else. It's, no, he's, he's literally a record label. Yeah. We had him on the podcast. I'm just like going to say it. He's the YSA Cheese TV. <laughs> he's, he's the YSA Cheese TV. We had him on the podcast like a year or two ago, and I feel like that's a good time to have had him on because I feel like if I reached out now, it would probably be much more difficult to like set that up. Yeah, Cole's busy as fuck. He is, and he, I feel like he's probably on the West Coast all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know either. Like, like, I know yeah. Cole has a team, right? and there are certain projects that he has to take on personally, but he's yeah. Cole Bennett. Like, Cole... Cole pays attention to what's going on. Like, Cole is responsible for Ski Mask. He does, like, numerous videos for, like, a whole bunch of rappers. Like, yeah, so many. Did he do... Has he done a little Pump video? I don't know, but, I mean, like, I know he's, like, Rick Rubin, and, like, he's he's definitely, like... He's worked with Rick Rubin? I, I swear... I don't know if he's worked with him, but I swear there's a photo of him with Rick Rubin. I might be wrong. Twitter will tell us if I'm wrong, but I feel like... I feel like that's out there. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But you know, it's lyrical lemonade records, man. Where dreams come true. Shout out my boy. Yeah, let's like I'm literally gonna Rick Rubin make for compelling podcasting. Rick Rubin, Cole Bennett. Let's see if I'm right or wrong. Cole Bennett on Twitter. Rick Rubin invited me over to his home this past weekend and showed me the true results of hard work and dedication. I'll never forget that day. That was in September. Okay, so they did. They were hanging out. They were hanging out. Yo, man, Rick Rubin has the world's weirdest beard I've ever <laughs> seen. A still great guy. He like him and my boy Tokyo work real good together. Yeah. But he has the weirdest beard I've ever seen. Have you seen him in person? Have you ever met him? Fuck no. No, well, I don't know, man. Like you go on tour with the idol, like you're. No, you're I get out it. Like no, like I get it. Like I just, bro. I'm telling you, like I, I am literally shocked by the things that I've experienced. Yeah. To the point, there is literally nothing that just. I just like when I'm talking to my friends, like yeah, you know, I saw Beyonce again today. My female friends are, oh fuck you. Such a piece of shit. But you're a grounded individual, man. You really, really are. There's zero ego. You're just it's you're somebody who believes in hard work. Yeah. I mean you you should. Don't Yeah. If you gotta if you gotta if you gotta toot your horn, toot. But if not, just let it go, bro. It's not it's not really there's no reason to shit on anybody. Because at the end of the day, the only difference between people is money. Yeah. We're all humans at the end of the day. Man, you got, I love your perspective on things. Uh, DJ Oreo, like, you do cool work. You're a supremely nice individual. The two times I've gotten to chat with you on the podcast have been an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you so much for coming up, man. I really appreciate I'm, you taking I'm, the time. I appreciate it to be invited. Yeah, absolutely. Let's play um, Fortnite or something. That's what, let's go. Yeah, and you know, I'm looking forward to the next Oreo Fest event. I want to be there, and I'll be the one tweeting positive things, not being like, why the fuck didn't you play my request? You know what was funny about that is that for 20,000 people, they all want to hear the same thing. <laughs> they all want to hear the same thing. <laughs> they all want to hear the same thing. Like, it's, I can tell them, I've pretty much narrowed it down. I want to do something like weird now, like uh, 
who who would I want to tour with? Yeah, that's a good question. Let's go out with that. Like, who would your dream tour be that people might not expect? Not expect? Or or that they would expect. But who's your dream tour? I'm, well, shit, I would say my friends, but I just went on tour with my friends. <laughs> um, there are no, there are very few hip hop stadium. A lot of people don't realize the difference between arenas and stadiums. Mm-hmm. There are no hip hop stadium tours. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna have to say Beyonce. I want to do with Khaled. Khaled went on tour with B, mm-hmm. and that was cool. I would just want to go on like you, when you open it for somebody, bro. It's kind of like it's weird because you gotta doors open at eight, you on at eight forty-five. Right. There's no way that you can get twenty thousand people in a place at eight forty-five. No, everybody's still waiting outside and getting their bags checked and all that shit. Now, see, luckily, on the Chance tour, I had two sets. I had when people walked in. Mm-hmm. And I went directly before him. So I got like the full width of like everyone. If I tour, I would need, just give me 10 minutes before she go home. 10 minutes before Beyonce. Just just, just 10 minutes. Yeah. Just let me get up in there. Just, I take care of the rest. I want to see that happen for you, man. I want that Beyonce tour to happen for you. I hope that we put that into the universe tonight. I cry. How can people find out more about what's going on? Where would they look for an Oreo Fest announcement when it comes? Uh, everything about me is DJ Oreo. Yeah. Fortunately, I can say this. The DJ Oreo, the verified accounts, the DJ Oreo, the verified DJ Oreo accounts on Instagram and Twitter, um, and the Oreo Fest accounts on Instagram and Twitter. I like Shirley Temples, and I play Fortnite. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I love it, man. Uh, DJ Ori, I'm so glad we got to continue the conversation tonight. It was a blast talking to you last time, and this was fun, man. This was easy and so enjoyable, man. And really, like, I hope, I just want nothing but the best for you. I hope this Beyonce tour happens. You call me if you see it, so you let me know. (laughs) I'm going to be like, we have him on the podcast, man. Listen to this. Here's where he talked about it. We should, our next interview should be over Fortnite. There we go, man. That'd be fun. Well, (laughs) let's move this podcast over Twitch. To just playing video games. I, honestly, oh we'd reach a huge audience like that. That might honestly be the next thing we do. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love it, man. Uh, DJ Oreo, thank you so much for coming out, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. great. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.